In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, and good morning to you. If I were successful uh, over the next eight or nine minutes or so, if I were successful in, in uh, what I'd like to accomplish uh, with, my, with my brief reflection for you this morning, the barometer for that success would be whether or not we are uh, at some point today or in the coming days, in the coming weeks or months, asking ourselves a question. Uh, and, and the question would be, um, how is it that we can go to a deeper place in our faith such that we are um, acting out the faith we, pers- we profess um, in greater and in more significant ways? Uh, how is it that we can increase uh, our radical uh, love of neighbor and the other uh, in more concrete and profound ways? Um, you may know this prayer. Um, it comes at the end of the, of the, the service of, of morning prayer in the Book of Common Prayer. Um, and it's called the General Thanksgiving. I'll never forget the first time that I heard this and a, and a light bulb went off in my head. The light bulb had something to do with my realization um, that my, my, my profession uh, as a Christian, my, my, not profession, my confession of faith as a Christian person, uh, my, 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 my devotional life had something to do um, with my physical life and with my actions in the world. The prayer, the prayer includes these words. And we pray, dear Lord, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. That is uh, the goal of our faith, that we confess not only with our lips, but in our lives, um, that which we continually uh, 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 confess um, in, our, in our spoken or our devotional um, um, c- um, commitments to God, if you will. Uh, the, the briefly, as briefly as I can, what's caught me to this place is the fabulous reading that we have heard this morning, not from the gospel according to Mark, the story of the transfiguration, but the story of another transfiguration. It's the transfiguration of the prophet Elijah um, through and with um, his relationship and his exchange with his master, uh, Elijah, as they make their way from uh, Gilgal to Bethel uh, to Jericho and then to the Jordan. Um, the Jordan being a, a, a metaphorical place. The, the, the Jordan being the barrier between um, the, the, the temporal uh, and the worldly place and the, the heavenly place, the promised land or the kingdom of God. If you take a time if you take some time at some point later today uh, and, and listen to that story, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe three times, what you will hear um, is uh, Elisha's continued uh, radical uh, spoken devotion to his uh, master Elijah. Uh, as the Lord lives and as you live, uh, 
I will follow you wherever you go. He says it once. And then he says, he says it a second time. As the Lord lives and as you live, I will follow you wherever I go. A third time he says it. As you live, as the Lord lives, I will follow you wherever you go. And after the third time, we might think here of the exchange, the post-resurrection exchange between Jesus and the apostle Peter, that I love you exchange. After the third time that Elijah hears the devotion spoken by the lips of his student, Elisha, at that point he says to him, okay, okay, Elisha, what is it that you want me to do for you? Elisha's response to Elijah is, give me a double share of your spirit. We can talk more about what that means. It doesn't mean that he wants a supersize. It doesn't mean that he wants twice as much spirit as Elijah has, but he, he wants what he, what he feels that he deserves, what he should inherit, nahala, uh, from, from his mentor and from his teacher, Elijah. Elijah, in thinking about it, can't really come up with a way to do it. And then a, a light bulb goes off and his says, in his head and he says, well, actually, wait a minute, uh, Elisha, wait a minute. I'm about to be taken away. And if you, can, if you can see and if you can comprehend what's happening in this taking away, um, then, then yes, you might be able to inherit a share, a double share of the spirit that I carry with me. Um, moments later, he's taken up into a whirlwind. Elijah, at that point, is able to to, to understand uh, the consequences that he too uh, will face as a result of his exercise of that prophetic experience. It takes us the the, the exercise of our faith takes us into something that the Bible calls the whirlwind. Uh, it's a it's a metaphor. Uh, those of us living in Washington D.C. don't need to think very hard about one whirlwind or another. Those of us who are in the church in the time of a pandemic don't need to wonder about the kind of whirlwind that we are in, that healthcare workers are in. Essentially, what is at the core of that story is Elijah saying to Elisha. If you can see the way, uh, let me rephrase that. If you, can, if you can see the spiritual dimension to this chaos, then truly you can be my disciple. If we, if, if we jump way, 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 way forward to that exchange I mentioned between Jesus and the apostle Peter post-resurrection, we find Jesus um, um, asking Peter uh, to 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 confess his face, uh, his faith with his lips, with the question, "Peter, do you love me?" Peter responds, "Yes, Jesus, I love you." A second time, Jesus asks Peter the same question, "Peter, do you love me?" A second time, Peter says, "Yes, Lord, you know." I love you. A third time, Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? And we might take the third time to mean something along the lines of, wait a minute, now, now, now think about this for a second. Think about this because you've seen, you've, you've seen the result um, of, uh, of the, you, you've, you've seen the consequence um, of what it means to be a person of faith. You've seen the whirlwind. You've seen 
the cross, you know the cost of what it means uh, uh, to, con to confess with your lips um, that eventually gets translated to uh, the way you live your life as a disciple of Christ. It's a fabulous, fabulous uh, 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 parallel um, in both the Hebrew scriptures and the Christian New Testament that asks us to really think about whether or not we are as that prayer from the general thanksgiving in the context of morning prayer in the Book of Common Prayer uh, asks us, uh, can we profess not only with our lips, but in our lives, uh, the devotion that we so readily mouth uh, when it comes to our devotion to the work of the church, uh, to the poor, uh, to the to the alien, to the metaphorical uh, uh, orphan or, or or widow in the Bible, uh, one of the one of the blessings of of our um, online services is that is that on the days that you're appointed to be the preacher, you're also uh, given the chance to write the prayers of the people, the prayers of the people that I wrote for this morning's uh, uh, service are, are very much hinged on. The question: How is it that we are, are, are or our lives are are transfigured in ways that li we live more more uh, courageously um, with with our faith? Um, how is it that 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 we are are, are by our faith in Christ? Uh, how is it that our lives are are transfigured? How is it that we become more? more holy and more set apart as children uh, of God called to be called to be disciples uh, and called to be the church. Amen.